this short season of time, I felt like I was in a total intensive fire where I was literally becoming a new woman, like someone I didn't even, I hadn't even met yet. I, I didn't even know. And I started to gain the confidence and the courage to begin to step out. And when we're going to go after something, it's going to require a level of confidence. I am hashtag the confidence queen because that's my story. And I have basically gone from a wallflower <laughs> to someone who is now stepping out on stages. And I love it. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hello, Altered Stories show listeners, and Merry Christmas season. This is your Chief Storyteller host, Michelle Saunders-Gutch, and welcome to episode 94, Monica's Worthy to Rise God Story. And thank you for listening to my show that shares Christian women's God stories around the world and is part of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app, one of the world's most powerful Christian apps. Friends, I hope all is well and you are enjoying this Christmas season. I love this time of year and celebrating why Jesus is the reason for the season. And I can't wait to share my Christmas God story episode with all of you. Now, friends, let's get this show started. I am super excited to bring to the mic my very special and last guest of 2022, Monica Branner. And Monica was referred to me by Lori Gith Harris. And a shout out to Lori. Thank you for the referral. I'm going to share some things about Monica and then she can share a lot more. But she's the co-founder, and I love this, and Chief Empowerment Officer at Brandner Company and CEO of the She is Worthy Foundation. Isn't that beautiful, friends? She was also Mrs. Alaska, and she is gorgeous, in 1998 and is a sought-after image and etiquette expert consultant. She's an author, workshop leader, and motivational speaker, and she's been featured on A&E and the Discovery Channel as a personal transformation coach and is known for her empowering message to women, leaders, emerging boss babes, and CEOs of all shapes and sizes on self-work 
and stepping out of their comfort zone. So that's enough for me. Now let's get to know her. Welcome to the show, Monica. How are you? Oh, Michelle, this is amazing. I'm so good. I'm excited to be part of your December podcast. You know, it's a very special month. Not only did Jesus come, which is the most important message of the world, the most important story, but it's very special for me. So thank you for having me on because December is the month that I turned 60 this year. And so it's very special to lead into my birthday with you and to be able to talk about our story. Well, I'm going to tell you, gal, welcome to the 60 Club. And it only gets better. And I am super excited for you. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. And is there anything else that you'd like to share about yourself that I haven't other than what you just shared? I mean, maybe that was all you wanted to share on a personal note. Well, I'll just make it fun if that's okay, because I'm going to share a little bit about my husband tonight. I have his permission, but I have this Grinch cup, which I love so much. And he loves Grinch. In fact, he was the Grinch years ago. And that's part of my story. So I love to have fun around here. I love the holidays. I love everything Christmas. I love family. And I, I, I love doing this. So thank you again for having me on. Well, that's wonderful. I love that picture. We'll maybe try to figure out a way we can get that up on your episode page once we get this launched. So Monica, I do ask this question. I love to hear perspectives from all my women guests on why women should share their God stories. So why do you think women should share their stories? You know, the power of story is powerful and it holds the potential to bring hope, encouragement, joy, even peace. And I believe when we share our story, when we're even speaking, that the words we bring forth to somebody out there, their life, somebody is waiting to hear our story. And that's why I'm a big proponent of storytelling, because in that, another person is going to get something that they need. And somebody's going to get something that they need tonight or today or the morning, or, you know, wherever they're listening in the world, somebody's going to get something. Oh, yes. And it's a gift, isn't it? Your story is a gift. So, this is a perfect time now to segue into your story. So, Monica, will you share where your worthy to rise God story began? I would love to. I've been thinking a lot about this and where to start. And I'm going to fast forward in my life. First of all, I will, I will backtrack. A little bit of history about me. I was basically born and raised in the church. I was raised by Christian parents who were the youth leaders. They were the choir director. They, they were the event planners. I grew up in a denomination and was in church Monday, Wednesday, Friday night, you know, Saturday, Sunday. I grew up in the church and 
with that, when I got a little older, I always wanted to go to a Christian college, which I did. I found out that college is not for me. And so I decided to leave school and I went to Alaska, which is where my parents had moved during my freshman year. I met my husband to be up there as a non-believer. And actually, he did not accept the Lord into his life until about 17, maybe 18 years into our marriage. It was very, very difficult years. And just because your spouse does accept the Lord doesn't mean that all the problems are going to go away. Sometimes we think, oh, you know, we're going to turn a page and everything is just going to be so wonderful. And the angels are going to start singing and the stars are going to come out. and you know, the carriage is going to roll up and whisk us away and no, no more problems. And that is absolutely not true. In fact, things for us got worse after he became a believer. I am a, I don't like to say survivor of domestic violence, but I lived years with verbal abuse and emotional abuse. And my husband and I talk about those things now because When a person is an abuser, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And sometimes you're sitting there like scratching your head, like, what don't you understand about this? Like, this is not okay. And for me, I had to learn boundaries. And I'm going to stop right there because during this season, I was actually at a conference and this gets into my worthy to rise story. I was at a conference and I actually had someone pray over me at this conference. And they said this, they said, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I feel like you are going to walk the Miss America runway and be crowned as such. And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm not even, I am not interested in a pageant. I've never wanted to be in a pageant. I love to watch the pageant, but I no, uh-uh, not happening. And I thought, well, that's really weird. Like, why would somebody say that? Now, mind you, I was a missus. I had my two children and I was 35 when this happened. I get home and I'm not kidding you. Three months later, my father-in-law, who is not a believer, But God uses anybody and everybody to position us and get us to the places we need to go. And you have to get out of the religious mindset that we can only hear from the Lord or God only speaks in the four walls of the church because he's he's everywhere. He's everywhere. And I'll never forget the day I was actually house cleaning. I had a house cleaning business, a little bit about me. So my father-in-law came and found me at a house cleaning. And he says, Monica, I just heard on the radio that they're looking for a Mrs. Alaska. And I think you'd make a great one. And he gave me the information. And my father-in-law is one where he's going to follow up with you. He's going to ask you, did you do what I you know, I ha- I asked you to do or I thought you should do. He's going to follow up. And I knew if I didn't at least check into it, uh, he was going to ask me about it. 
Well, I go home and I'm talking to my husband. I'm like, you know, babe, can you, this is what your dad thinks I should do. And my husband literally looked at me in the eye and he said, Monica, why wouldn't you do that? And I had to really get honest with myself. I mean, every insecurity rose up within me. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not enough. And we do that. We compare ourselves to others. And especially as women, it holds us back more than we know. So this narrative, this story I was telling myself, I was disqualifying myself before I even got started. And when he said that, something inside of me like rose up and this voice inside that says, you know, your husband's right. Why wouldn't you do something like that? What's stopping you and holding you back? And then I call my mom and my mom says, I think you should do it. You need to do this. And so I had both of my I would say the closest people in my life that know me very, very well, you know, step out and say, no, you need to do this. We're with you in this. And so what I had to do is make a decision. And I think so many times we get stuck in our own brain, our own mind and the stories, the narratives we tell ourselves on a lot of levels. And I can guarantee you there's some people listening to me right now where you've known you're supposed to go out and do something and you haven't done it. And a lot of it is fear-based. It's just fear holding us back. And that day I determined, no, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to get what I need to move forward and do this. So I bought a journal. And I started to write in it, what does Monica need to do? All right, I need to find a personal trainer. I've got to get in shape because I'm going to have to wear a swimsuit, which terrified me. And I have to wear heels and I have to walk gracefully in a heel and I have to do stairs in a heel in front of judges. And so I got a walking coach. I went to Toastmasters to hone my speaking skills. I started to let people know I'm going to do this. And people started inviting me to come in and speak. And it was baby steps. It was baby steps. But I was determined I'm going to move forward with this. And I remember one night I was thinking about what, you know, again, what was holding me back. I, I really wanted to get to the bottom of what that was. And I think at the end of the day, it was part of my worthiness too. you know, uh, living in a home where there was domestic violence, where I felt like I couldn't do anything right. I wasn't good enough. I was contending against that in my own worthiness and feeling very inadequate and started to work on that within myself. And so many times we look to everyone around us to change, and then we'll change. And I decided, nope, I'm going to work on Monica, even if no one around me changes. And I did. And I ran in the pageant uh, in Alaska. And the next thing I know, I'm finding myself in Las Vegas at Nationals. 
And that was such a moment for me because during this short season of time, I felt like I was in a total intensive fire where I was literally becoming a new woman, like someone I didn't even, I hadn't even met yet. I, I didn't even know. And I started to gain the confidence and the courage to begin to step out. And when we're going to go after something, it's going to require a level of confidence. I am hashtag the confidence queen because that's my story. And I have basically gone from a wallflower (laughs) to someone who is now stepping out on stages. And I love it. It's like, oh my goodness, I have changed so much. And during this season of just it just speaking to myself, you are worthy. You are worthy to stand on the same stage as all 50 states. You women are all different. You're not like anybody else. You are Monica. And I think that is so important for all of us to know. We're not anybody else. We are us. God made us exactly the way he wants us. Our hair, our eyes, our teeth, our fingers, our body shape, all of it. We are beautiful and we're wonderfully made. And when I begin to see the Monica that I needed to see, right? Instead of looking at all my flaws, I needed to start looking at my assets and not be afraid to work on things to level up. I love that term so much, level up. And I found that when I started to level up my life, I actually gained more confidence. I've become more credible. And I want to talk about credibility for a minute because sometimes I think we bypass the power of our credibility. And Michelle, we are called not just to go to a church, but we are the church. And I'm going to tell a story here for a minute. I remember my mom sharing this with me, and I've never forgotten it. And it has so left an imprint on my mind that it made me mad. And it's like, I'm going to do something about that. This makes me mad. She was in Palm Springs. And her and my dad were on vacation and they went or they were driving down the road and they were flipping channels. And for some reason, they stopped on this station and this talk show host was talking and he was talking about women in the church. Now, this man was not a believer. Okay, I'm not even sure who he was and it doesn't matter. But he was saying that women in the church are the ugliest the stupidest and they you're talking about what we wear and what we do and like we're just clueless and I am on a mission to change that because aren't we supposed to be the the leaders in the world and we're not leading we're not and I am on a mission with the she is worthy foundation who our focus is a woman with an entrepreneurial spirit right And our tagline, I love this, if you don't mind me sharing, we just came up with our tagline, and it is she, dot, 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 a force for good in the world. And I also started a for-profit business called Brandner Co., 
and our brand is the House of Brandner. And I'm bringing all of the tools and the skill sets that I learned during my reign as Mrs. Alaska, but even after, where I realized as a Mrs., a pageant queen, I had a responsibility. And I found myself being asked to speak. I was invited to speak at conferences and in churches and at events in, you know, big arenas and this kind of a thing. And I was so unprepared for that. And I determined that for the rest of my life, I wasn't going to be unprepared anymore. You know, there's a saying that says, when you're ready, the teacher will appear. And if you're not ready for transformation, for change, to get serious about where you want to go in life, you're going to be sitting in the same place you are right now. And it's going to require some preparation. See, we want the dreams. We want the big things. We want the ministry, but we're not willing to pay the price for it. And there are things that we need to do right now, right today. We can be her now, right? to start moving us forward. And I remember being so inspired at the national pageant in Las Vegas. There was these women who were doing amazing things. They were the CEO of their own nonprofit. They're helping, you know, get breast milk for babies. And they are, you know, Maybe their heart was for Alzheimer's patients and, and making a difference there and earning money for research. I mean, all 50 states had a platform and I didn't really have a big vision back then. I didn't understand that on the other side of that, God would begin to open up a bigger stage in the earth of what we're capable of. And I'm no different than anybody else listening to me. Just because I have, a, I have a crown doesn't mean I'm any different than you because I'm not. We are all on the same playing field. And I love to motivate women. It's like, get up off the couch and let's go do something. Okay? Let's quit moping and complaining and looking over there at her. Oh, look what she's doing. And I'm going to live vicariously through her. No, it's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to rise. And we are all worthy to rise. And the power of this that I've learned is we can start doing things right now when we don't feel qualified, when we don't feel good enough, when we don't feel whatever it is, we're enough, you can fill in the blanks because you know what it is. You can do something about that. We can do something about that. And the power in that is it will literally transform us and change us. In the Bradner Co. or House of Bradner that I started with my daughter, we've been actually building this from the ground up. And so I am literally new at this business. So if I have a, a, another lady entrepreneur out there and you're just starting something, don't give up. Don't give up. There are, there, there's help out there for you. There's encouragement out there for you. There's business coaches out there for you. There are consultants and coaches. And that's something I saw a real need for women in the area of um, what I call the ABCs. 
And after I became Mrs. Mrs. Alaska, believe it or not, I didn't even know what etiquette was really about or image. I didn't, I didn't really understand um, the fullness of that and why that's important for us to look at. And I'm going to backtrack with another story, okay? Because I think this is really fun. This is how God works, Michelle. This is how he works. I had made a trip from Juneau, Alaska to Seattle, Washington. And I was actually down visiting my brother who lived there. And I'm driving around and I'm not kidding you. I'm by myself. And all of a sudden this word pops into my spirit and the word is etiquette. And I'm looking around like etiquette, like what, what's going on? I don't get it. Etiquette. And I actually had to go to the dictionary and look up what it meant. I'm thinking, well, etiquette is you got to be all prim and proper and, you know, hold your teacup just right. And that's what the queen does, right? (laughs) Or Kate Middleton, you know, all the classes she's gone through. And the beauty of Kate Middleton is her etiquette and image training has prepared her for leadership. That's what I'm talking about here. She is worthy to rise, but she's also gained a skill set to take her to the places that she is, okay? And so I'm driving around in this etiquette. I'm just like, man, this is strange. So (laughs) I go to my brother's house. I'm like, do you have the yellow pages? Back in the day, we had yellow pages, okay? I am 60 now, and, you know, I didn't have cell phones growing up. We didn't have the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm in Seattle, my brother gives me the yellow pages, and I start flipping through the yellow pages looking for like an etiquette teacher, something about etiquette. And I actually find a gal. She is now one of my closest, dearest friends. She owns Final Touch Finishing School out of Decatur, Texas, but she actually started it in Seattle, Washington. I call her up. This is, I'm not kidding you. I call her up just randomly. And I said, you don't know me, but my name is Monica Brandner. And I, can I ask you some questions about etiquette? Anyway, she invited me over. She's also a believer. She said, Monica, I never do that. I don't, I don't just invite people over to my home and open up my heart about my business. She's very guarded about that. But for some reason that day, she's like, come on over. And I sat with her and we talked about what she does and why she does it. And she has a class that I've attended uh, three times called The Art of Confident Living. And in there, we discuss the ABCs, which is the importance of our appearance, behavior, and our communication. And what are we, what are we communicating through our dress? through what we're wearing, our body language. See, communication is verbal and it's nonverbal, right? And everything we do say and wear tells a story about who we are. And she began to teach this. I'd never heard that before. And I also have to say what I picked up from her was kindness and respect for self, others, and property. That is the very foundation of etiquette. I'll say it again. 
It's about kindness and respect for self, others, and property. And I remember when she was teaching this, it's like Holy Spirit just went right into my heart and began to show me some things about myself. And I remember him saying, Monica, you're not respecting yourself because you're allowing your husband to verbally abuse you. I got so convicted over that. And I'm like, wow. Now it took me years. I didn't have the courage to really face that, but I did accept it as truth. And it forever changed me, Michelle. I've never been the same since when I got a hold of that message. The way we let people treat us is either dishonoring or it's honoring. And God is all about honor. He's all about kindness and respect and love. You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that no man should perish. His love is immense. It's vast. It's more than we could ever imagine. And he fashioned us with his, he fashioned us in our mother's womb. And when we come out and we let people abuse us, We are so dishonoring to God's creation, right? And we need help setting boundaries. It doesn't just come overnight. And I remember getting a hold of that message. And that's what I love, love serving to women is these ABCs. That's what we do at the House of Bradner is helping women get prepared to help them feel beautiful again, make their lives beautiful again. We can't solve their problems, but we can bring things, right? Like a revelation of what we're talking about here. So I was married. I'd gone through the Mrs. Alaska pageant. I now have talked to this friend, my newfound friend about etiquette. And I remember when we left that conversation, we left the door open for future communication. And I remember going to her about five years later, because she never left my mind. It always followed me. And, and I, was, I was compelled to learn more about what this etiquette thing was about. And about five years later, I went to her class, The Art of Confident Living, and that's where things really began to shift and change for me. I mean, my life has never been the same since I went to that class. And it's amazing to me because so many times we think, well, it's during a, you know, revival meeting that our lives are changed. And they are. I have been in powerful revival meetings where I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And I'm like, God, am I ever going to stop crying? But he was emotionally healing me. I have gone through tremendous emotional healing. And now I'm at a place where it's like, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm going to step out and I'm going to speak whatever I feel is in my heart to speak because it's a now message and somebody needs to hear it. And I've been, I've been healed. I've been delivered. I've been set free. And why wouldn't I want to share that? It's such a beautiful story. And God is real. His love is real. His healing power is real. 
And I spent many, many years just crying. And I was confused about that because I thought, God, you know, everyone seems to be happy around here, but me, like people are laughing and I'm over here crying. And I, I didn't understand it. Now I do. So if you need to cry, cry. It's one of the most beautiful gifts you can give yourself. Do not be afraid to cry and let it out. It's not healthy for us. It affects our well-being to bottle it all up inside. And this year, I've been dealing with grief. Actually, for the last couple of years, I have not lost a loved one. But I've been grieving some things, the loss of some relationships, the way that I thought they were going to play out for the rest of my life. And that's been very, very painful. Very painful. I allow myself to cry when I need to. I, it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to cry now. And I'm just going to embrace it because God, you're going you're gonna to lift this pain that I'm carrying and I don't want to carry it. I have things to do in the world and I can't afford to walk around not free. How can I speak freedom if I myself am not free? And I've seen too many people do that. We pretend we have a message in our mouth. We're, we're, we act like somebody that we're really not. And I'm done with that. I, I do not operate like that. And I'm, I'm done with that. No more pretending. I'm going to be Monica. You're going to get me how I am. And I will tell my story. Nothing is off limits with me. You can ask me anything and I'll tell you. And I really felt like God say, you need to be an open book because there's not very many people that are. And you need to build trust. Um, yesterday, I had a board meeting. I'm just going to sprinkle this in. But we had a board meeting for the She Is Worthy Foundation. And... One of my board members said this, because I, I share very personal things with them. I'm very transparent. We're working on our values as a foundation. And three of the values that came up were legacy, uh, giving back, and authenticity. Well, actually, there was four. Confidence and courage were linked in there. And one of our board members was talking about authenticity. And that was actually one I had circled. I read the list of values and they all circled theirs. Then we shared our top three. And she was talking about authenticity. And she said, that's why I love this foundation so much, Monica. And I love you because you are so transparent. And I can't, and she's actually worked Oh, well, she's volunteered under three found or three nonprofits that I know of in our city. And she said, there's nothing like what, what you're building here. There's nothing like it. And I feel like I can come in here and just be me. And at the end of the day, Michelle, that's what we as women, we're, we're hungry for that, that we don't have to worry about somebody judging us. Or we're afraid to say something because what are people going to think, right? And this level of confidence that we have, even when we're authentic and we can just be who we are. And that's what I love about the image industry so much is because I want women to be iconic. I want them to dress the way that makes them feel amazing, right? And it's funny how we can put something on and we feel a certain way. I mean, it, it's true. Do you ever have ugly days? 
<laughs> All right, I do. And I'm okay with that. It's like, I don't care. And I have this saying, I get this from my dad. If you don't like what you see, don't look at me. I'm going to show up. I might show up with no makeup on, my hair just thrown up in a messy bun. And I'm okay with that because I'm worthy. I'm me. And this worthiness piece has really been the foundation that has helped me rise. Because when we are, when we are, I'm going to say in love with ourselves in a good way, we need to love ourselves. We need to honor ourselves. We need to know that we can look in a, or we can wear a messy bun or not even do our hair at all if we don't want to on certain days. But we also need to understand there is a balance of all things that if we're going to put ourselves out there right in a bigger way, we might have to show up in a different way. If I went to my board meeting in my sweatpants, no makeup on, and my hair just like I got out of bed, do you think the women would take me seriously? Or if I showed up to uh, something in the city and I'm going to be networking and talking about the nonprofit or even our business, are people going to take me seriously if I don't look the part? That's so important. And we've got to get that. It's almost like we're in a, we're, we're in a performance. And I'm not talking about we're, we're acting, but it's almost like we are on a stage. When we have a mission, we have something important that we want to do in the world. It's very beneficial for us to look the part that we're playing. And again, how are we showing up? If, if we are wearing something that makes us feel fabulous, we're going to show up in a bigger way. We're not going to be all insecure about ourselves. We're going to go put our hand out. I, I, we don't even handshake much anymore, but we're going to go introduce ourselves to people. And we're going to just begin to show up differently because we feel strong and we're feeling powerful. I'm wearing red. I love red. I don't wear it very often, but I'm very strategic with red. And I don't know if you know this, but different colors have different meanings. And when we wear a certain color, it invokes a response from those around us. It's very fascinating, the psychology of color. That's something I enjoy training in and helping women find their colors. Because how many of us have gone shopping? I also like to save, help women save money. When you know how to shop for yourself, okay, yeah. When you know how to shop for yourself in your color, in for your body type, you are literally going to save over your lifetime thousands of dollars. And we don't need a closet full of clothes that we don't wear. In fact, do you know that there's a statistic out there that say women only wear about 14% of their closet? Isn't that interesting? We only wear about 14% of our closet and we go in because we know we're going to go somewhere and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything to wear. And most of us have never been taught how to dress for our body type. There's several, there's multiple body types out there. When you know how to dress your body type, it's a total game changer. And 
I love helping women do something called a closet audit. And it takes some work. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. And I love talking about foundational pieces. Because again, at the end of the day, we're supposed to be good stewards of our money, right? And if I'm not putting all my money into clothes, you know what, I have more to give, right? I have more to give. And I think also self care is very critical. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, we're pouring from an empty cup. And I'm a big believer in that. In fact, I'm super excited. A birthday present I'm giving myself is I'm going to get eyelashes because I have no eyelashes. I'm like, where'd my eyelashes go? And I'm not going to go like these big butterfly eyelashes. I'm not 25 anymore. I'm 60. And the beauty of aging is we can learn how to dress ourselves and feel amazing. That hasn't changed. And so these components are so important to the building blocks of getting ourselves out there in a bigger way and really stepping on fear. Because when we feel strong and powerful, and there's nothing wrong with that, we have the DNA of God in us. And I can guarantee you he's strong and powerful. And he's waiting for us, ladies. I know there might some men some or be some men listening to us. Uh, there might be some men listening to us too. And he wants you to be strong and powerful in the right way. And one of the biggest strengths, I'm going to talk to the men for a minute, because if my husband was standing here, he would say this to you. The strongest and most powerful the man that there is, is a man who has self-control. The strongest and most powerful man out there is the man that has self-control and can treat women with kindness and respect and honor them. Honor their yes and honor their no. And even whatever they're wearing, you honor them. And so, Michelle, you can tell I'm really passionate about this subject. It has literally changed me. It's changed my marriage. I do want to throw this in. I know our time is running out here, but it's part of my story. And I made a bold move when I realized, Monica, you are so dishonoring yourself by not making a bold move in this relationship. And during this time, our youngest daughter, Kayla, was cutting we had her in two residential treatment center uh, centers. I was waking up at night and she'd be gone. This was like her eighth grade year or no, seventh grade year. And I didn't know if she would be alive. I was finding extremely dark poems that she was writing. She wanted to run away. And I knew that she actually wanted to emancipate herself from her dad and I when she was about 15. And we had her in residential treatment centers. And it was a very, very, very dark season. And I remember she had a party at our house. I think I was out of town. My husband had to go somewhere too. And um, she was seven or she was 16. No, she was 17. Had a party at our house. And my husband basically said, she's out. And I couldn't bring myself to kick her out of the house. And so I moved with her to Washington State, which is where I reside today. 
And we went and lived with my mom and dad. And she began to have a turnaround. I don't have time to tell you that story, but she is now in business with me. I was separated with from my husband for actually 12 years. We lived apart for literally 12 years. He stayed in Alaska. I lived in Washington. And we started to work on our relationship long distance. It's one of the best things that we did. I don't recommend that. That's not always what needs to happen. But in our case, it was. And God really worked through that. And I remember the day I started to fall back in love with my husband again because I did not love him. I was ready to to sign divorce papers. He actually had divorce papers. Um, His story is he had them and he had a fire going outside. And the Lord told him, if you want this, you can have it. But are you going to start changing? Because if you will change, you can change your situation. And Steve threw those divorce papers in a fire. About that same time, God started warming up my heart to my husband, started to heal my heart, actually through songs we dated to. It was quite amazing. Daryl Hall and John Oates brought tremendous healing to my life because your kiss is on my list. I <laughs> love that song. <laughs> anyway, we we uh, we hit 25 years after uh all the things. We renewed our vows and ever since then we have just it's like we're kids again. We 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 date all the time. We are now living together. Life is good. I am moving forward with the things that I'm called to do. And I am just loving this season of life, Michelle. God is amazing. He has done amazing, amazing miracles in my home. It is so inspiring and uplifting and encouraging to hear your story and where you were and where God has taken you and how he has used you and is beginning to use you in so many different ways. And so as we have to, unfortunately, and I would love Monica for you to share with my listeners How can they reach you? Yeah, I would love to. I sent you some surprises and goodies today too. So you'll have those. Uh, Honestly, the best way is probably through our email. If you want to email me, that would be hello at Brandner. I'll spell it out for you. It's B as in boy, R as in Robert, A as in apple, N as in Nancy, D as in dog, N as in Nancy, E as in echo, R as in Robert. So hello at bradnerco.com. And then my nonprofit is called She is Worthy Foundation. And we're on Facebook. We're not on Instagram, just on Facebook. She is Worthy Foundation. You can message me there. Or I'm on Insta and Facebook under, well, no, Facebook is Monica Keen Brandner. And then on Instagram, I am confidence underscore queen B. This is so wonderful and a great way to end my last show of 2022. And I am so grateful that 
you have taken the time to share your story. And I know so many are going to be blessed by what you have shared here. And friends, I will have this episode available up on our website. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 